Our church, ICF Zurich, is celebrating its 20 years anniversary this year. And during that time, we never had a permanent home. Through the growth of our church and external factors, we always had to move location from one place to another. But this time is soon coming to an end. We are coming home. And we are so looking forward to this new chapter that we are living as a church. This new building will give us great facilities for our celebrations, great room for community, ICF college courses, and amazing room for our kids and youth facilities. If you want to be part of this project, if you want to get some information on this project called Coming Home, and maybe you want to support it financially, then please go to our website. You will get all the information there. Thank you so much for your support. Also from my side, I wish you a happy and blessed new year. Hopefully you started well into this new year. Here we are again at the first day of a brand new year. We left the old year behind. I heard some of you are glad about that. And in front of us we have a new year full of surprises. And uh, usually this is a time where lots of people set some goals or some New Year's resolutions. That's where we start the year because we believe there's new chances and maybe we failed last year in a couple of things. So now is the time to start anew. And so I found the statistics that tells us what are the most known uh, New Year's resolutions that people are making some of us every year again. Uh, uh, so let's look at this statistic. So 61% of the people said they want to have less stress in the coming year. You say amen to that. Others say I want to spend more time with my family and friends. Uh, others, and that is a common one, wants to do uh, more sports uh, in the new year or have uh, more time for themselves. They want to eat uh, healthier. It's a good one. Or 37% uh, want to be more economical or do more savings. Uh, others want to lose weight, watch less uh, TV, drink less alcohol, or stop smoking. So these are the top 10 New Year's resolutions. And so maybe you have one of them. And hopefully if, the one, uh, if your resolution is to lose weight, you won't have to post this in three months. This year I wanted to lose 10 kilos, only 12 Ks are missing. So, you know, sometimes we make some resolutions and it goes in another direction. So hopefully if you have taken some resolution, you will be able to fulfill them. But, you know, I understand that when, we, when we're standing at the beginning of a year, it's, it's a year of uncertainty. And lots of these resolutions are about health, are about well-being, are about less stress and so on. Why? Because we want to be fit in the new year. We don't want to have additional baggage to carry because we know that the journey might be difficult. We're not quite sure what we can expect from a new year. So we want to be healthy and we want to go into a new year without having to carry extra stuff on our journey. And even if you know Jesus and uh, he is Lord of your life, even then, this new year, 2017, might be 
full of surprises. We're not quite sure what we can expect from this new year. And that's exactly what Jesus tells us um, in the Bible. In John 16, verse 33, Jesus says the following. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So what Jesus says here, there's just one assurance, one promise is that in me you will have peace. He doesn't say in the world you will have peace. So even if you, you know God, Jesus is Lord of your life, he never tells you that life will be easy. He never tells you that you will be cruising through a new year. What he says is you can have peace in me, even though in the world it might be difficult but in me, there's peace. Your heart can be at peace. And you can stay the course, even though maybe you feel like a boat that is in a storm. Even though you can stay on course with Jesus. And so I think at the beginning of this year, if we take some resolutions or we make some goals, I think there are three areas in our lives where it's worth Taking, making some goals or taking your year's resolution. I don't say that you shouldn't uh, plan on losing weight or stop smoking, all these things. I think that's, that's a good thing if it's something that you really feel is important for your life. But I think that over this, there's three main areas in our lives that I believe if we invest this year, 2017, in these three areas, it will help us stay the course whatever happens in our life. Whether there's high or lows, there's difficulties or there's good things coming our way. If we invest in these three areas, it will help us stay the course. What are these three areas that we want to look at tonight? The first is we need to be founded in the Word of God. This is our foundation. God has given us His Word so that we can build our life on it. This is one of these areas where it's important that we set some goals in this new year so that we can really rest our life on the foundation of the Word of God. The second area that is important is to be anchored in the community. Because you and me, we have not been created to live on our own. We have been created for community. So I think it's so important that we understand that we need to be anchored in community, that we need to have friends around us that go through life with us. And the fourth area, uh, the third area that is important that we invest in this year is that we continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is what gives us strength. Hey! What are you guys crashing my message? Oh, I'm sorry. Nick, I heard this, what you were talking about, and, and I just would love to talk about one of your points, if, if it's okay. Well, now that no? you are here. New year, new speaker. Yeah, let's, let, let's, let's go. Thank you very okay, much, Nick. Let's listen to what you're <laughs> telling us. You know, guys, I would like to talk about, not the Holy Spirit, I would like to talk about the Word of God, what Nick was talking about. So, we start a new year. So I don't want to just tell you to read the Bible more often and twice a day, not only once and so, but I want to give you a vision 
Because I have a picture for you, and I hope you understand it, what I want to say to this about your Bible reading. Your Bible reading is like this scooter. Imagine God would give you a scooter for this new year. A new one, a very nice scooter that uh, drives very fast. So this is like your Bible reading. Now, the first time you sit on your scooter and you start driving, it all of a sudden you realize, hey, with this scooter, with this Bible scooter, you get much further than you have ever thought you can go. And you feel much stronger than you ever felt. It saves you energy, it saves you time, it makes you happy that you get so far with this scooter and you're driving through your life with your Bible in your heart and every day you're reading and writing your Bible and all of a sudden it makes like... And it's standing still like this. And then you think, what is wrong? All of a sudden, my Bible reading is not taking me much further. It more feels like a burden. And you start to, to, to what's, what's she burn? Push your, push your uh, scooter further instead of sitting on your scooter and it pushes you. Now I want to tell you, the problem is not that your scooter is not working anymore. It's not kaputt. The problem is, maybe, you need new gasoline in your scooter, in your daily Bible reading. What can this gasoline be? Let's look into the Psalms. Do you know the, the Psalms? No, you don't, so you definitely need my teaching today. In the Bible, in the middle, there's the book of the Psalms. And in there, we have a lot of poems. And all these poems are like, uh, maybe like 10 to 20 verses, so a nice length where you can read and it touches your heart. And then you come to Psalm uh, 119, and you start reading and uh, turn the page and still reading and again another page, and it doesn't stop. So there's a guy who wrote Psalm 119, and he was kind of crazy. He could not stop writing this, this, this poem. And in every single verse, he was writing about the same thing. Did you know that? The same thing. What was he writing about? He was writing about this Bible scooter. He was crazy about the Bible, about God's word, about um, the law, about the scripture. He loved it so much that he could not stop writing new verses about the Bible. And I think this, uh, this guy who wrote that psalm is a good example for us. He seems to look, uh, he seems to have so much gasoline, so much uh, power, for, uh, for so much passion for his Bible reading that he could not stop driving his Bible scooter anymore. So let's read three verses, go into three verses. For him, the Bible. In verse 16, he said, I delight in your decrees. Now, if you look exactly at what this word, I delight in your decrees, what that means, you see that the word delight um, could also actually mean sort of a sexual desire even. So to him, that, that's a very strong word. In other parts of the Bible, it's even used as, as this. So to him, it was not like 
okay, I have to push my Bible today again. And I have to be obedient because God gave me the Bible, so I have to read it. To him, it was more like, God gave me a Bible. What a beautiful word his scripture is. What a beautiful Bible I have. What a great gift God gave me. I love it. I delight in my Bible. So it's a challenge for you this year. If you feel like you should read the Bible more, maybe you should change your heart and say, I don't just want to feel like under a law that I should read. I want to delight in the Bible. I want a new passion, a new love for my Bible, for my scripture. Then in verse 43, for I have put my hope in your laws. Now hope is a big word actually. If you say I put my hope into something, you have very high expectations about it. So I want to ask you, when you open your Bible in the morning or whenever you do it, What are your expectations? Do you even have expectations? Or is it more like, well, I just read my few verses, then I can close my Bible again and do the important stuff? Have big expectations. And I want to challenge you. Next time or this year, before you open the Bible, you say, God, this is a gift from you to me. Talk to me now. I have high expectations that you have a word today for my situation, for my life. Talk now. And then you start reading. You know, it's always, the Bible is full of stories of people who didn't just do anything, but they had faith. They had expectations that God can do something through his word, through whatever he wants, wants to do. The third verse I want to talk about is the uh, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I remember my, my darkest time, it's a few years ago, but my, in my darkest times where I had lots of questions and all around me I, could not, I couldn't find a way where I should go. And even if I looked inside of me, it, it felt like darkness everywhere. And, and in this whole mess and, that I was in, in this whole crisis, it was A verse of the Bible. God will turn everything for, uh, for our good. For everybody who believes in him. So this little verse in the Bible was the turning point for me in this crisis. It was like a light. So I want to challenge you. This, this, the writer of this psalm knew that in your biggest crisis, go back to the word. It can give you a new light. So maybe it's good to decide now. In this year, if you have a crisis, you go back to the Word, to the Bible. I want to challenge you. What is your gasoline that you need in your scooter? What gasoline do you need to fill up your scooter with, your Bible reading, so it will bring you further than, it, than yours could go without it? Damn. Thank you, Joel, hey? Hey, stay here, stay here, stay here, stay here. So this is Joel, he's a great friend. And uh, the second thing is community and fellowship. I believe we are called to community and fellowship. And can, I need your help. Can you put that up? It's so heavy. Of course, hey. It's so heavy. <laughs> hey, fellowship, community, however you want to call it, I think it's one of the most powerful things that we are called 
to be in. And you say, well, hold on. This is the one thing that actually causes all my problems. People. People are causing me problems. They're calling me, causing me sorrows. You know, it's like it's such a hard thing that you, it feels like you cannot do it without them. And with them, it's also difficult. Who says amen? You don't have to raise your hands. But uh, um, for me, that's like, like it. And I love it that my, my friends, they have a big influence on me. And that's why, you know, they, the people say, show me your five best friends and I'll show you where you're going to be in five years. And I believe that so much truth to that because our friends have such a big influence on us. I'm, I don't want to stand here and say, you know what? I'm so strong. I'm such a strong Christian. I'm so such, you know, founded in my beliefs and my values. I'm not going to be influenced. I will be influenced. That's why I choose my friends wisely because I know I, I, I'm going to be influenced for good or bad, for whatever they are. So, like community is such a powerful thing. And I want to talk about quickly three things. Why we need fellowship, good fellowship, good community. And one thing is because we, we all are going sometimes through difficult times. I was just recently, I walked up the Lagan. I live in the, like in the countryside. And the Lagan is like a little hill, right? And... Uh, on top of the lagoon, there's always sunshine. And where I live, there's, you know, the fuck. Uh, so I said, like, look, look Sienna, she's my, my three and a half year old, almost four old uh, daughter. Let's go up to lagoon. And it's 300 meters altitude. And we, we got ready and put everything in a backpack. And like, all right, let's go up. After five minutes, one and a half hour walk for her. Ten minutes for me. <laughs> After five minutes, she's like, daddy, I can't do it anymore. And I'm like, all right you know, have some food. And they kept, kept walking and said, look, I, we can have as many breaks as you want, but we're going to go up there and I'll help you. But you're going to walk with your own feet. We have food. And at one point I realized, you know, like the food is almost going, like we had so many breaks. And then, look, there's a stick here. And I brought up a picture with me. Um, that's, that's Sienna. And I, look, you hold the one hand of my, that stick and I'm holding the other hand of that stick. And together we're going to walk up there. And uh, it somehow really made all the difference, you know. And she just kept walking and we made it up there. And you know what? This is for me a picture. A picture for us that we all need sometimes a hand to hold. We all need sometimes a shoulder to lean on. Somebody said, lean on me. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. I'll help you to carry on. You know, I should be singing, man, I'm good. I'm getting better every time. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? We need it. But sometimes exactly in those times, we, we start to withdraw. In the difficult times, we're like, I don't want to be around anybody. But in those times, we say, we need those good friends to be around, right? And the second thing is that we, we, need, we need good counsel. We need fellowship because we need good counsel. In, in Proverbs 12, 15 says, only a fool, you know, thinks that his ways are always right. A wise man takes advice. And when I, when, I, when I look at people, so many people make stupid life decisions because they just read the word of God, are not in community, you know. They're not in fellowship or they don't, you know, being led, are not being led by the Holy Spirit. 
Because then suddenly, or they think like God has told him to leave the partner. What? That, that doesn't seem like God. But you sometimes need community to tell you, you know what, maybe this decision is really not really that wise. And uh, we all sometimes are on the risk of making stupid decisions. And I'm not saying that with everything you need to ask everybody, but we all need somebody that we can ask. That we can ask, like, do you think that's a wise thing if I quit that? And he may, yeah, maybe, maybe, no, you're stupid, you know? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, is it good? Yeah. Come on. The third thing is we all need somebody to, for encouragement. We need, we need the community because we need encouragement. Uh, I remember encouragement doesn't mean always like, yeah, you're awesome. That also means, yeah, you're awesome, but it also sometimes means keep going that way. Keep running that race. And I want to be somebody that keeps running the race with Jesus until I'm 120 years old or whatever long God gives me. But I want to I run that race. And I need people along me say, you know what, keep running. When I want to quit, keep running. When I'm like in the, in the risk of starting an affair, like, you know what, you're stupid. Keep running the right, the right race. That's not, that's not going to help you to stay on course. That's not going to help you. We, we started this little uh, bro code, friends of mine, and said, you know what, we're going to commit to a lifelong running away from the wrong foodless. Foodless means asses or butts or whatever is appropriate to say in your, you know, butts. Sorry. We're going to commit to life wrong, lifelong running away from the wrong butts. It sounds like funny, but you know what? It's profound because I've seen too many people who didn't finish that race. And I need some people around me to say, you know, I'll keep running that race. And we gave each other the, the permission to uh, confront us. You need sometimes friends that just don't just tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear, you know? You need that so much. But now you maybe all like here and say, oh, Dan, that's great. But like, where do you get those people? Like, look at my friends. Look at my friends. And you know, the funny thing is when, when uh, Jesus said, you know, when you follow me, he said, then you're being, you know, being start, like you, you suddenly enter a new family. You have new brothers and sisters. We, we, it says the Bible that we, we basically get, get born into a whole new family. And that family is supposed to be that community. That family is not perfect. You know, sometimes I've been hurt so much by people within that family of God, within the church. And you always say, the church has hurt me. You know, it's people like you and me that has hurt. And, but nevertheless, that family has brought, because of that family, I am where I am today. Because I didn't leave that family. Like so, so many friends that encourage me to stay on that track within the family. And we're all on a process. And I want to just encourage you. Like in, in Hebrew, I have the verse, let's put it up. In Hebrew 10 verse 24, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some of us are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And it's, it exactly talks about that. And let's be these kind of people. 
that they say, look, we're going to commit this year to be in community, uh, or in a family of God. And even if sometimes it's difficult and uncomfortable because we know actually this is what God has given us to stay on track. This is what actually the tool that he said, you know what, this will help you to go through the difficult times. And um, yeah, talking about community, there is somebody missing. Molo, where are you, Molo? Come on, skater boy. Nice to have you, man. Come on. Yeah. I brought my skateboard with me. I didn't bring a scooter. And uh, like two years ago, I ordered my skateboard online on the web. And I was expecting to receive it, but it didn't arrive. So like after two months, I thought, where's my skateboard? Have they forgotten my order? So I asked again, ordered again. And after about three months of waiting, I received not one skateboard, but two skateboards. So a friend of mine who goes to the youth uh, church, Youth Planet in ICF, he said, I'm going to take one. I love it. It's so cool. So we both uh, went to church with our skateboards. And last uh, October, I wanted to go home from church. And I saw that my skateboard was standing next to my friend's skateboard. So I told him, um, um, which is mine? So I brought you a picture of those two skateboards. And looking at those two skates, I thought they're quite the same. But he looked at me and he said, well, your skateboard is the one that has been used in rain. My skateboard has never been used in rain. So as you see, this one is the left. Uh, the one on the right looks a little better. So I had a, like a really a deep moment of truth. I would see that both skateboards, they were um, unpacked on the same day, but my friend just um, treated his skate a little better than mine. So, you know, so he told me, this is actually a sign of lack of love if you treat your skateboard as bad as you do. So, you know, so I thought, oh, well, um, maybe God wants to talk to me a little. So the question that I came up for the year 2017 is the following question. Is it a sin to use your skateboard during rain? I didn't find an answer in the Bible. I don't know what you guys think about the whole story. And I can imagine that my story about my skateboard doesn't touch your heart. But imagine um, if at this moment God would just um, confront you with another version of yourself. So basically you would just meet yourself and you would see there's a second version of Björn, second version of my wife Bettina. And if you would look at your second version and you would see this version is fresher, it has more power, more love, more energy, what would you think? So my thought was, well, I think I there's some potential for my skateboard, all right? So I thought, what could I do with my skate? And I knew, you know, like a scooter, it needs gas, but my skateboard doesn't like gas, but what it likes is oil. So I brought some oil with me. Um, so this oil, then, it stands for the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Um, so the Holy Spirit is a sign of power. It's a sign of blessing. And I brought a, a New Year's resolution Bible verse for you guys. Um, 
and it stands in Ephesians. So let's read it all together. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. So my topic today is let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know, this is like an easy one, but it's easy to forget. So, you know, when I, I believe like we shouldn't only say, well, is it a sin to uh, use your skateboard during the rain? I think it's a sin not to use your skateboard during the rain. Because I've, I feel like God has not called the church to be a group or a club of um, good weather uh, uh, Christians. But as you all know, as internationals in Switzerland, there's sometimes rain. So there's a slight chance for rain in the next year. So we should prepare to be ready to see some rain. And you know, I've seen too many young people, but also older people who think like, you know, as soon as rain comes up, as soon as the storms start, we leave our cheeses, our Bible in the shelf as we leave our skateboard when it's raining. And we're not supposed to do this. So you know, so the question is, how does the oil of the Holy Spirit help our skateboard or our lives? You know, in the Bible it says we should be full with the Holy Spirit. So I thought I'm going to check out what does this word full mean in the Greek? Does any one of you guys know? Do we have Greek people in the house? Okay, I'm going to let you know it's so interesting. The word full in Greek it means pleres. Pleres. Um, it's not too hard to pronounce, but the meaning of pleres is, is actually the word full. All right, this is really deep. You know, so I thought, I, I want to check a little more with my Bible. What else are meanings of that word full? So it says full is actually the state before something overflows. So as you all know, um, when you try to fill gas into your car, into your motorcycle, before the, uh, the thing is full, it stops. There's a sensor, there's something that feels, okay, now, you know, my car is full, so there's no more gas coming. The Holy Spirit doesn't know this. He wants to give us an overflowing amount of His power. So, you know, the word full, um, pleres, it, it means to overflow, to flow. It means to be whole. It means to be healed. It means um, to be made complete. So, you know, I believe that the Holy Spirit is telling us, if you feel like, you know, you have lost your um, flow with the Holy Spirit, if you have lost um, power in your faith, God is actually saying, you know, we're going to put some oil and there is maybe some dirt in your wheels. There's maybe some dirt in your heart or in your thoughts. But the Holy Spirit, He can cleanse this completely and He can take it away. So the second thing is, as you can see, some of my screws are, um, you know, they're a little rusty. So, you know, if I want to get rid of that rust, I need to take some oil and cleanse it. Because I, I, I would bet that if you clean it underneath, it might look pretty new. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit is actually here today to renew you. If you feel like, you know, your faith life has become a little rusty, or if you lost some power in your belief, then the Holy Spirit wants to give you the whole power back again. And the third thing stands for this little piece 
that is missing here. I don't like to see this at all. Whenever I step on my skate, I see there is a little piece missing on my board. And you know, this actually didn't happen to me. I gave the skateboard in a youth camp of ICF in the summertime. I gave it to a few teenagers. And they would bring it back to me and they would say, we don't know who that was. You know, it wasn't me, it wasn't him. Well, actually, no one, you know. So this dance for that the Holy Spirit can even take care of your injustices. If something has happened to you that you don't like or you feel like, you know, wrong has been done to you, the Holy Spirit helps you to understand. He wants to give you back like a sweetheart that he would give that skateboard back again. And so today, I feel like it's a good opportunity to ask ourselves, what are we filled with? Are we filled with the Holy Spirit? Or is this something that sh we should get rid of? so that the Holy Spirit can be full in our lives. And you know, Jesus, he wasn't too happy. He told a few Pharisees, he said, you know, on the outside, your skateboard looks nice, but on the inside, you should get rid of all those bad things. And I believe that we should ask ourselves today, what should we get rid of to get more space for the Holy Spirit? Thank you, Raphael. Hey, how great it is to have all our youth pastors here on stage tonight. How great is that? Let's give them a hand. Great fun. Great fun to do this team preaching. You know, when we, when we were thinking about the topic of this 1st of January, we really, we really felt that we need to talk about basics. You know, some non-negotiables. We told it non-negotiables. Because I think at the beginning of the year, it's important that we set the things right that we know where are our where is our foundation what are the things that really matter in our life so that's how we came up with these three areas in our lives where we believe if we want to stay on course in this new year 2017 with everything that is coming our way personal stuff but you know on a, on a bigger scale in our world lots is it's turned upside down at the moment and we feel a little bit discouraged maybe or anxious about what the future holds. But we feel that if we really set our strength on these three things, it will help us stay on course whatever happens in life. If we, if we are grounded on the foundation of the Word of God, we're anchored in community and filled with the Holy Spirit. We believe that these three areas are the most important areas to carry us through this year.